Good morning, everyone. We are back again. Mark had some bats in his home last night, he said. <laughs> he said some bats flew in and it took him and Patrick, you know, half the night to get him out. So he was like, hey, man, do you mind if I sleep in? I said, absolutely not. You better get your ass up. We're doing this lesson together. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said, of course, man, go get some sleep. Batman. <laughs> lesson 228. God has condemned me not. No more do I. My father knows my holiness. Shall I deny his knowledge and believe in what his knowledge makes impossible? Shall I accept as true what he proclaims as false? Or shall I take his word for what I am, since he is my creator and the one who knows the true condition of his son? Father, I was mistaken in myself because I failed to realize the source from which I came. I have not left that source to enter in a body and to die. My holiness remains a part of me as I am a part of you. And my mistakes about myself are dreams. I let them go today. And I stand ready to receive your word alone for what I really am. So beautiful lesson here. Um, really touching on innocence, <clears throat> guiltlessness and sinlessness, which is a, you know, key component of the course. And as we say, <clears throat> whenever we talk about our innocence, we're really pointing to non-doership. And so, you know, my father knows my holiness. Um, my father knows my non-doership. Shall I deny his knowledge and believe in what his knowledge makes impossible, which would be I am the doer? <laughs> so if God is innocent, so am I, right? I am he is my source. God is my source. And so no idea leaves its source. So if it's true for God, it's true for me. And this is something we really have to get, whether you grew up in religion or not. Um, you know, if you grew up in religion, you probably have a lot heavier conditioning to work through when it comes to guilt and condemnation. But uh, it's still ingrained in all of us because it's just a fundamental aspect of what the ego does is to make you guilty. Guilty is how it, you know, stamps you with the title of the doer you, you're guilty because you did it but um there's a few ways we can look at this and i'll give us some analogies today um we th we look at you know babies as totally innocent and there's nothing a baby could do that would make you angry at it if you're in a sane place of mind obviously if a baby does something that makes you angry um you know, people will look at you like you're the problem. You need some counseling. You need some therapy. Like, come on, it's a baby. It doesn't even know what it's doing. It's completely innocent. Get your act together. <laughs> so if a baby, you know, poops in its diaper, we think it's cute. We clean it up. We give it love. If a baby, you know, is eating messy and food, and, you know, smearing all over its face and in its hair and pounding the table and making a huge mess, we go, oh, how cute. We take pictures. Um, but if you're... 10 year old does that, you know, Tommy, go to your room. How dare you do that in my house? And, you know, we get all angry because we believe Tommy's more of the doer than Tommy was as a baby. But really what's the, what's the real difference is the core of innocence. Did it go away or did it just get covered up with lots and lots of conditioning? You know, we expect certain behaviors by a certain age, um, but that's not reality. Is it like everyone's unique? Everyone's different. Everyone's conditioned raised in different ways so we can't expect every kid to behave the same way 
like, Tommy, why can't you be more like, like Johnny? You know, he's so well-behaved. Like, well, because it's Tommy, not Johnny, right? So these are the things the mind does because the mind has that belief ingrained in it in personal doership. <clears throat> if your husband does it, you know, you might have some, <laughs> you might have some pretty serious marital issues going on. So the only real difference between a child and an adult is conditioning. And as this uh, passage says here, my holiness remains a part of me as I am a part of you. And my mistakes about myself are dreams. So as we say, you know, conditioning really is the doer of the person's actions. And uh, nobody chooses their conditioning. So we really can look at conditioning like dreams, a dream God is having. God forgets its infinite nature, dreams of being a finite separate self, and then, you know, has desires and fears and all these other forms of conditioning. But that, that core of innocence in its eternal nature never went anywhere. We just forget that it's there. And so Christ says, if you want to enter the kingdom, you must become like a little child again, which is get past your conditioning, unlearn yourself back into your original state. Um, God's not affected by what you've done. So you're the one who needs to work it out. Like God's not judging or condemning or making you guilty. That's what you're doing to yourself. So... Father, I was mistaken in myself because I failed to realize the source from which I came. The source is not affected by what the person does. The source is not affected by anything. So if I, um, if I blow up a stick of dynamite in outer space, is the space affected? Say, no, of course not. If I blow up 100 atom bombs in space, is the space affected? You say, well, no, actually, no, it's not. But the important distinction is, is the space any more affected by the stick of dynamite than the hundred atom bombs? No, space isn't affected no matter what you do. It's beyond everything. Everything happens within space, but nothing happens to space. So that's what God is like. So really our conditioning, <clears throat> we talked uh, in yesterday's lesson, I think I mentioned the Nikola Tesla quote, the human being is a self-propelled automaton, he said. Um, entirely at the mercy of his surroundings, of his environment. And uh, we just take this fact for granted because we believe we're the doer that uh, the mind is just a reflection medium. It just reflects whatever stimulus is given to it. It doesn't have a choice not to. And there again is our innocence. So it's like, don't think of a pink elephant. Instantly you think of a pink elephant. And it's like, Try not to think about a blue giraffe. So you did it. The mind is just a feedback system. And so, like growing up in church, for example, <clears throat> I, as a, as a kid, as a teenager, I had so much guilt about um, sexual impurity and lust because you're taught from, you know, uh, kids' church. Whoever even looks upon a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her. So it's like, don't lust after beautiful women. You're telling this to a 16-year-old kid. It's like, okay, here I go. <laughs> it's like the mind doesn't have the option not to do it. You just introduced new conditioning. And so what was Jesus really pointing to when he said, whoever looks on a woman with lust has already committed adultery? Like he wasn't saying, don't do what you're incapable of not doing. Actually, the point of the teaching is you can't do it. 
The separate self can't get out of itself. Like try and see if you can do it, man. We tried everything we tried. I remember we, um, we would pray, we'd fast. I had, um, my best friend growing up, his name was Calvin. And we were like committed to being pure, man. We would like take every thought captive. If we ever had a lustful thought about a girl in school, we would, we would confess to one another and we would, you know, write Bible verses on our hands. And, and, um, I remember we had rubber bands at one point and we would, we would snap the rubber band whenever we had a lustful thought. And so we'd just be sitting in class, like, come on, <laughs> Pavlov's dog. I'm trying to recondition my mind. It never worked. And that used to teach me some of these ideas that like, okay, God, if, if sexual impurity is the, the worst thing to you, it's the most heinous grievance of all that I can commit. Why did you make it such a burning desire in my mind? Like, I'm not the one making this desire. Like, show me where the off button is, right? If there's an off button to this, I will smash it every single day. Like, I don't want to struggle with this. I want to please you. I want to do what's right. But I can't stop from sinning. I can't stop this from happening. And man, the guilt and shame we lived with. And really, it's the same exact analogy when Jesus said, don't lust after women or it's already, you know, if you commit the act in your mind, it's as good as you've already done it in your heart. Um, nobody commits murder for the first time in 3d reality, right? They've committed murder a hundred times in their mind first and fantasized about it. So the Buddha in one parable said to his disciples, if you want to be enlightened, you must get rid of desire, get rid of all your desires, and then you'll be enlightened like me. So his disciples said, okay, Lord. And they went out and they, uh, you know, trampled on desire. They cut the throat of desire. They shoved desire off a cliff. They did everything they could to get rid of their desires. And after some time, they come back and they tell the Buddha, Lord, we've done it. We have, we have destroyed all of our desires. We are now wholly desireless. Are we enlightened? And the Buddha says, ah, but you are still desiring not to desire. And their eyes just get wide. And then the parable says some of them in that moment achieved enlightenment. Because the message was, you're not the separate self that desires. So to think you can get out of it is also doership. To think you can stop lusting is also guilt, right? It's also a form of guilt manifesting. So God has condemned me not. No more do I. That's, that's the release. Nothing more is needed, right? You aren't that separate self. You aren't that sinner. You aren't the guilty one. You are that core of innocence. The, the separate self can't get out of itself because if you're even trying to, you're already admitting that you are that. Also, like we've said, you know, you can't seek the Buddha. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha because just to seek after the Buddha is already the denial of your Buddhahood. So, you know, self-realization requires just radical acceptance of what is and radical denial of what is false. Just put aside all the illusions. They don't exist. If you give them any reality at all, they will perpetuate themselves. So trying to get out of them is, re is giving them reality. <clears throat> And so in non-doership, we say, just let actions go on. If there's sinful actions happening, bad habits um, or whatnot, just let them go on and just witness because you're not the doer. And that witnessing is the purifying effect. <clears throat> I've given the analogy of like an air purifier in the room. It just slowly purifies the quality of the air. <clears throat> so you can increasingly see the action clearly. And as you're abiding as awareness and not as the person, as the doer, 
you, you notice there's less interest actually in that action because you realize it's just distorted conditioning. It doesn't actually lead anywhere. It's the hamster wheel. And once you see you're on the hamster wheel, you don't want to be on it. So awareness gives you that picture and <clears throat> spending enough time as the non-doer, pure awareness, pure witness will prove to you through direct experience that there is a separation between the mind and the self. And if you give the mind any reality at all, it will pretend to be you. So you just have to deny any, the mind itself is a complete dream. The mind itself is the dream world. So we don't <clears throat> say it's bad or wrong, or we you know, stop engaging with it or whatever. We just see it for what it is. It's just a dream being acted out. It's not what I am. In the same way I wake up in the morning and the crazy dream I had loses all reality. I don't have to hate the dream anymore or say, uh, I wish that dream had never happened because it was a dream. So it's instantly denied reality, right? Can we do that with our mind now? Can we do that with our thoughts? Can we do that with our feelings? Can we do that with our actions? They're all just here to be reflections for the source. They're all just here to give contrast and catalyst. But I am beyond them. I am the space that is never affected. <clears throat> so my holiness remains a part of me as I am a part of you. And my mistakes about myself are dreams. I let them go today. And I stand ready to receive your word alone for what I really am. What I really am is innocence, the non-doer. So let's take this to a meditation and just allow Holy Spirit to reveal this in a deeper way. Yeah. Closing your eyes with me for a moment, turning inwards again towards that beautiful light of innocence. So we know that dreams are never true. No matter how much you believe in them or how real they appear to be, in the moment of awakening, they leave no footprints. By breakfast time, they're completely forgotten. And so look within yourself this morning and acknowledge that I've never lost that core of innocence. I only fell asleep to it and began dreaming of conditioning, dreaming of separation. Awakening is to know I'm not the doer. I am the witness. I am not the mind, but the witness of the mind. God has condemned me not. So no more do I. So we take a moment now, a holy moment now, 
to allow God to bring to our awareness something we have condemned ourselves for. Somewhere that there still is a guilty stain remaining. Could be from yesterday, or could be from 20 years ago. Look inside and see if you can find any point of pain and welcome that pain to teach you the lesson that it's holding for you. Where did I make myself guilty, pain? Show me. As you bring that memory into the light of awareness, just send it perfect, unconditional love and forgiveness, saying, God has condemned me not for this. Let me not be so arrogant as to do something that God isn't doing. Let me be not so arrogant as to judge myself for something that God does not judge me for. And who is there to judge but God alone? Who is ever there to begin with, pronouncing guilt? Wasn't that also a dream? Now that I see and know the magnitude of what I am, I forgive that dream. I forgive all the dreams of guilt and sin that I have ever had. These were also from the beloved to teach me of my innocence. How can I know my light except by darkness? I see this dream of guilt for exactly what its purpose always was. And now I release it back to God in perfect forgiveness, perfect gratitude and peace of mind. God is innocence and therefore so am I.
Now sealing this prayer with gratitude and thanksgiving. You take a deep inhale, feeling the chest expand. A deep exhale, releasing it all out. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the miracle. Opening your eyes when you're ready. Ah, yeah, that's good. It just feels good, doesn't it? Innocence. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we thank you for, again, for our innocence and for, again, revealing to us our true nature today as the non-doers and the pure awareness, the Christ light. And so we ask that this would be taken with us throughout our day, and we would just see in the reflection of any challenges or um, bad habits or um, triggers or challenging circumstances, we would see the reflection of our innocence in those things. Let those things be used as the contrast we need to see that at the very core, we are that innocent Christ light that has eternally been with you and can never be separate. And that is where we find our home and our peace. So we know this is your will for us, and we simply say yes to it. And so it is. Sila. <laughs> so much love to you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey everyone, thank you for watching today's video. I hope that you were truly blessed by it. And I wanted to let you know that I'm really excited to now be partnering with an amazing conscious supplement company called Organifi. A lot of you know that I'm also passionate about holistic health and nutrition. And Organifi has been a staple in my daily health routine for a very long time. They make the most delicious, organic, and high quality superfood products that I've ever come across. And as you know, a healthy body is a great benefit for spiritual growth because the health of your body directly translates to the health of your mind. Everything is connected. So feeding your body with high vibrational superfoods straight from the earth is one of the best ways to create that environment for a healthy mind. But getting all the superfoods that your body needs in one day can admittedly be a little bit tough. And that is where Organifi can add a ton of value to your life. I personally start every day off with green, which is Organifi's really delicious blend of 11 superfoods like ashwagandha, chlorella, and moringa. And then in the middle of the day, I'll usually have a scoop of red, which is a delicious energy blend full of 13 adaptogens and antioxidants from berries to recharge your mind and body with a delicious blend of organic superfoods. Your body is an amazing organic machine, but it needs the right fuel and signals to function at its best. And red is full of adaptogens sourced from organic herbs and medicinal mushrooms. And these are compounds that balance hormones, prime your energy pathways, and alleviate stress. So instead of crushing your adrenal system with huge doses of caffeine every day, adaptogens work with your body and give you natural sustained energy all throughout the day. What's most important to me though about Organifi is the way that they go above and beyond to ensure the cleanest and purest ingredients in all of their products. They are USDA certified organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, certified glyphosate-free, 
and absolutely zero fillers. So I never go anywhere without Organifi and I never miss a day without taking it. And Organifi is offering a super generous discount of 20% off of your entire order when you use the coupon code ABKEY at checkout. So if you wanna upgrade your health regimen with Organifi, you can click on the link in the description box below to learn more about all the amazing products that they offer. And I promise you that your mind and your body are gonna thank you for it.